Howdy, Health Explained listeners. This is Dr. Robin Trailer from Next Level Urgent Care. Today, we are going to be discussing mental health awareness. And I have two fantastic guests with me today. To my left is Dr. Shelby Kyles. She's one of our associate medical directors here at Next Level. Shelby Kyles is a family physician like me. She's been at Next Level for more than five years now, right, Dr. Kyles? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Well, welcome to Health Explained. And then we have another Health Explained friend. Dr. Alfreda Batts is back to speak with us again today. Hi, Dr. Batts. Hello. Hi. So I am so glad that y'all came to talk about mental health awareness, mental health statistics. There's a lot going on in the news and in the world. And I found it interesting that our U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, about a week ago put out a statement explaining the consequences and the epidemic called loneliness. And I never heard loneliness described as anything that could cause someone to have like significant health challenges, but it is a big dang deal right now. Um, so what have you guys heard about loneliness or you know about mental health challenges in general lately? Well, for me, I, I thought loneliness was more of an issue for people who didn't have a family or I, I knew that for elderly it can be right. an issue, right. especially you know in nursing homes um, right. and, and institutions. Right. But I didn't think about it for the regular everybody, right. every family individually, you know, right. having that problem. Well, it's just so weird because we live in a time when lots of people are on social media. Apparently, not Dr. Kyle's, but Dr. Bats and I. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bats and I are on social media, um, and. There's there's a lot going on on social media. There's good there. You can remain connected to friends, you know, from the past and you can keep up with people's life changes, but I think that social media in a way has caused people to feel more lonely than before when that was out there. Yeah. I don't know what do you think, Dr. Betts? Well, well, one, I want to say that with reading through the loneliness, loneliness is that I think about the difference between solitude mm-hmm. versus being lonely. Right. So you could be by yourself or maybe with one or two people and still feel like you have a good community and still feel connected. You could be in a group full of 100 people and feel lonely. So it's more of an internal struggle right. than what you see on the external surface. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about social media. Right. It makes you feel like you are seeing these people who are doing these great things and living these great lives. Right. And it makes you feel like you're not doing enough. So in in turn, you can start to feel more lonely. Right. Well, so that's interesting. Mother's Day is coming up this weekend. And a survey went out to a bunch of moms. And overwhelmingly, most moms said that what they would really love for Mother's Day is to be left alone, to be left in solitude, (laughs) (laughs) to have some quiet time. Uh, I can certainly relate. My daughters are not going to listen to this podcast. So I I love my children. I I love my husband. But it is nice to just have a moment of respite, you know, as, as a mom. And when I'm alone, I don't generally feel lonely, but I'm truly blessed. I work in a place where I have lots of 
professional friends. I love what I do. I get to talk to people all the time, so much so that it's hard for me to ever really feel lonely. I do feel quite connected to my community, but Dr. Batts, you talked on some you touched on something. You said that people can be like in a crowd, they can be a part of a community and still feel like really isolated. Let's talk about that more. Like what what is that? Why does that happen and why what can we do to try to prevent it? What I know for sure that interconnectedness and a sense of community and relationships can lengthen a person's life. Uh, there have been studies on this, like these blue zones uh, in the world, and they're these places where people live to be more than 100 years old, um, even more so than in other communities, right? And one, one of the big reasons why people live long is because of connectedness with the people around them. So whether they're grandparents or not, whether they're people of faith or not, the fact that they are embedded in the community and that people check on them and that people see them and that they have relationships with people outside their homes, it's like it helps to lengthen their life. But I'm imagining a scenario where you could be a person who's like, you know, one in a big crowd and you just feel, I don't know, isolated. So what's the deal, Dr. Batts? Like, how come some of us can feel connected and other, others of us not so much? Well, I think when we're talking about mental health, it is a psychological and mental state. Yeah. That is what mental health is. How are you perceiving things? How are you living through things? Right. And two people can be in the same environment and feel completely different. Right. So I really do think it's it boils down to the mental health and mental status of that person and how they were raised and how they experience life through their journey. Right. Okay. So Dr. Batts is talking science to me now. Okay. She is talking about genetic predisposition and maybe like neuroendocrine imbalance and, you know, maybe somebody needs some SSRIs to help with their mood or something like that. So let's, I like talking about depression because it's so common and it's only been in my adult years where people have been more honest about their struggles with occasional like depression, anxiety. Uh, people are talking about getting help for those things more. Now, I even watched a Netflix special recently with our uh, former first lady, some of us call her forever first lady, uh, Michelle Obama. She said that even through the pandemic, when people were isolated, when we were quarantining, she felt like alone and there was like a, a sadness. I think I, I find it, anybody who did not experience some kind of sad feeling or even depressed mood or even anxiety in, in the worst part of the pandemic must be made out of vibranium. I don't know. They must be made out of like super lightning or something because even I, Dr. Robin Trailer, was affected by you know the the severity of the pandemic and the isolation, the fear. And so I wonder what is the thing that is going to kind of separate loneliness from depression? Like can you even can you separate can you separate the two? I think you can. Yeah. You know, for each person what they enjoy doing 
and how they connect to people and, and things in their life is, is what makes them happy and right. helps them to enjoy life and it makes them not feel lonely. Right. Um, so for me, it's it's going out into my community, which means could be the library, could be a park. Right. Now that I have a, a daughter, it's going to the playground so she can play with other kids right. her age. Right. So some of those things are you know specific to me, what makes me happy, what I enjoy doing, that helps me feel connected to my community and just gives me something to look forward to. Right, absolutely. So statistically speaking, like one in four or five adults is gonna experience depressed mood. And in the same, I think you have a similar statistic with loneliness where, you know, there there are many, many people that experience loneliness. I'm not sure that we treat loneliness the way that we treat depression, right? There's not a pill for loneliness, but what are some of the things that we actually can do to mitigate loneliness or even like reduce or cure loneliness? So the three things that I look at whenever whenever I'm thinking about being lonely or feeling lonely is mindfulness. So mm-hmm. meditation is always a really good thing. You could be alone and still feel connected right. to yourself. Right. And I think that's a very important part. The other thing is exercise. Exercising is a natural medicine. It boosts the mood. It boosts the energy. So I love that as well. Snaps for that, Dr. Bats. Yes, exercise. We (laughs) love exercise. (laughs) And then finally, journaling. Um, It's just another way to connect to yourself whenever you are feeling lonely or not even lonely, but you're in solitude. It gives you a way to go back and look at how you're perceiving things and see the next day, do you feel different about these and give you a better, well-rounded view of how you're how you're doing mentally right right. so you we're all healthcare professionals here we're all doctors we're all primary care doctors family doctors the surgeon general is calling upon you know professionals and communities to really figure out what we can do to combat loneliness for everyone at every level in the community right this is not something that just affects the the widow you know whose kids are grown and gone loneliness can be the thing that a high school student experiences where they go to school every day and they really just don't feel connected to other people at the school or you know a young adult who maybe has a job and interacts with people at work but doesn't really feel connected to the people at work or maybe we're looking at social media which social media has to be like 90% lies, okay? Because everybody looks so perfect. Everything looks so happy uh, on social media. And if, if we are comparing ourselves to that, you may feel like not connected, lonely, inferior. You see people out there enjoying each other. And while you're seeing them with their people, oftentimes you're sitting by yourself in isolation thinking, man, I, I wish I could do that. It's, it's a trick. So I think one thing that we have to consider as family doctors is, number one, how do we even screen for loneliness? But if, if we do have patients that they are, that admit that they are experiencing lonely symptoms, what are we gonna tell them to do, you know, to, to combat the loneliness or to work on the loneliness? Dr. Kyles, what are, what are, where, where would you go with that if you're in front of a patient? So, you know, this is kind of a fine line for me trying to decide whether or not they're just, they're lonely or they're depressed. And for right. me, 
you know, I almost would say in the past I would have said just lonely because I didn't think it was such a big problem, you uh-huh. know, in, That's in the right. community. But um, what I would say is try to connect to something that makes you happy every day. Right. That will, that will help with each of those issues. Right. Um, you know, I was talking to a patient, and so it comes to mind. I was just talking to a patient recently. He told me that being connected to his health team has actually made him feel more connected to his community. Yes. Made him feel like people care about him. So I guess, you know, we can encourage people to, to form and form, you know, work on their relationships with each of their healthcare providers um, and making sure you have, have a regular follow-up. Yeah. And then just um, checking in on each other. Right, but, right. Um, that's usually what I would suggest. Making sure you do something that makes you happy daily. And then, of course, a healthier approach. Like, you don't want to be doing illegal things like drugs and right, alcohol right, and you know, things like that that are right. not healthy to your body that, you know, may give you the short-term satisfaction and make you feel better at the time that's not really going to help you in the long run. Right. So, 100%. Those are the things I would recommend. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I honestly, I think that that's just about the best that any of us can do the Surgeon General is saying that communities should act together in order to help people who struggle with loneliness. And so if the statistic is one and two, as the Surgeon General states in his most recent letter, you think, wow, okay, well, half of my population, half of my patients are probably experiencing loneliness at one time or another. I am going to do what I can as their primary care doctor to try to like break the ice and talk about it. And then also I might try to work inside of my own networks to combat loneliness. And so whether it's at your preferred faith-based organization or social clubs, not social network, but, you know, any kind of in-person, you know, clubs that bring us together, whether it's like book clubs or, I don't know, Comic-Con or whatever, really being very intentional about finding people who might feel lonely or isolated and helping to give them a sense of community, letting them know that they matter and that we appreciate seeing them today and that we're interested in their thoughts and inviting them to get out to the thing. The Surgeon General even said that employers can help combat loneliness by creating groups inside of companies. So at Next Level, we have created all kinds of ERGs. Uh, We have BIPOC and allies. We have LGBTQ plus and allies. And we have uh, Brave for our military uh, veterans and allies. And we have family groups. We have all kinds of groups here at Next Level. We also have Prime. And one of the fantastic features of Next Level Prime is that we have professional mental health counselors on staff available all the time for our prime beneficiaries. So what does that get you? That gets you a conversation with somebody who can talk to you about anything, whether it's you know depression or anxiety, or if it's just like, loneliness overall. And so I just wanted to make that point to the audience that at Next Level, we are truly committed to treating the the whole person. Dr. Batts, Dr. Kyles, um, either of you have any other thoughts about 
other things that we could do? Or am I forgetting something that we've done at next level to, you know, try to like combat loneliness or help our own team members and employees um, not feel so lonely here? Um, the only other thing that I wanted to add is the ability to volunteer. There's a lot of people oh, yeah. that need help in the community. Yeah. And sometimes going out to help those communities will give you the opportunity to feel connected and not to feel as lonely. Some of them are recurring. Some of them are, you know, just for that day. But yeah. there's so many opportunities where there are probably a lot of other people that are feeling lonely. Right. And through the volunteering opportunity, you could feel that connectedness. I actually, I love that you said that. Um, I think that one of the best things that any individual can do for themselves is volunteer themselves in service to humankind. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a big believer in helping our fellow man, whether it be, you know, volunteering at the at the shelter or volunteering at the food bank or whatever it is, that really can, number one, it, it makes us feel more connected to the, to the community, but it can elevate our mood. It's almost a selfish act really, you know, to give to others, uh, to, to give of your time, give of yourself, because it just, it pays dividends and how it makes us feel about ourselves. So uh, ladies, I am so grateful to you both for coming in today to talk about mental health and talk about loneliness. And I guess we'll just keep doing what we can to reach out to people and make them feel like they are a part of uh, the greater community. Yeah, I think it's important that people get out of their house. Yeah. I think that would be, you know, my bottom line is we've all gotten so comfortable with all of our amenities and how we feel we connected to the world throughout, you know, using the Internet and right. social media. But I think in that we've lost something just being actually out into the in the world and enjoying what we've been given. Yeah. And, and enjoying each other. So yeah, you're get out of the house, right. do whatever you like to do outside of the house. Yeah. That's going to help you feel less lonely. In the before times, I went to the grocery store once a week. Now mm. my groceries are delivered. My everything is delivered, really. Hair products, like whatever I want can come to the house. Uh, the Surgeon General is encouraging employers to force the workforce back into the office and force, my goodness, that sounds like kind of a strong word, you know, people don't want to be like forced, forced out into uh, something that somewhere they don't want to go. Uh, but I will say, it's so easy to stay inside. We mm -hmm. learned that in the pandemic that you can literally run an entire economy from your house. You know, you can, you can help patients, you can write things up, you can have meetings and everything without ever leaving your home. But that can be very, very unhealthy. We humans need each other. Isn't that a beautiful thing, you know, to discover that actually, you know, we, we need the support of the community in order to make it. And so, you know, there's, there, are, there are schools of thought out there that might encourage people to uh, get away from folks who are not like them, get away from people who think differently, to get away from those guys who don't want to do things the way that I do. But I actually think that our diversity makes us stronger. Uh, and apparently having a community and having uh, those kinds of networks can add years to your life. We need each other. 
See, y'all needed my banter today. You didn't even know it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Kyles, Dr. Bats. I cannot wait to have you both back to talk about our next important topic. And Health Explained listeners, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.